Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Well, it was a beautiful day in the Bayou weather-wise, but not a beautiful day for Georgia Southern. The Eagles dropping just their second game of the 2018 season, losing to Louisiana Monroe 44-25. to um, Cody, this was uh, just, just an ugly... Ugly loss, uh, you know the, the the team just not not responding after that huge uh, win over App State. Um, they uh, you know fall to seven and two on the season, four and one in the Sun Belt Conference. But this was a uh, um, out of division game, and uh, you know the conference uh, title uh, and the, the the East title is still very much in reach. Yeah, the title game is in reach, um, and, and and winning it is definitely in reach. But yeah, this performance was was not good, uh, to say the least. It was just a, uh, it was just bad football all the way around. Um, there were some spots here and there in which we looked good, but as a whole, as a team, we just did not perform. Um, and I mean, you can't really say much more than uh, much more than that. I mean, we just played bad, and and there's there's, I don't know why. Um, you may not know why, but hopefully this is it. We won't see this performance again and the next three games and however many games we have after that whether it's one or two uh, we don't see this kind of performance again so that's Cody and Matt welcome to Gotta Talk as always we appreciate you listening uh, and be uh, be sure to spread the word about us uh, we're going to dive into this uh, ULM loss uh, kind of what it means for this team uh, what it means moving forward and uh, you know how, how do we respond how do we uh, rebound for it and get ready for Troy um, and then uh, the uh, final two games of the season against Coastal Carolina and Georgia State um, you know where where do our, our chances lie for a, a spot in that Sunbelt uh, Conference Championship game all that more coming up. Uh, you're listening to Gotta Talk. All right, Cody. So let's dive into this loss. Um, you know, it pretty much looked bad from the start, right? So uh, you know, they 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 come out, um, they march right down the field, get the touchdown. Uh, we come down, it looks like we're, you know, maybe it, it turns into a shootout. You know, we're moving the ball on them. Uh, our drive stalls. Uh, Tyler Bass misses his first uh, field goal of the year. Um, you know, he's a Lou Groza Award um, semifinalist. Uh, you know, that news came out this week. Uh, from there, you were like, uh-oh, you know, maybe this is going to be kind of one of those games where the ball doesn't bounce our way. That was the case. And then some, um, it just, it, every, you know, no, nothing went, went right for us, but, um, they continued to hit big plays. Um, they racked up 573 yards of total offense. The 44 points was the most points we've given up all year, um, on defense, um, uh, even more than, uh, than Clemson. So, uh, just, you know, kind of wrap your head around this loss. I can't. It doesn't make sense. Um, everything on paper would say that there's no way that we would lose or give up that many points or yards to uh, Louisiana Monroe. And that's not to say that they're a bad offensive team. They're obviously not. We know about their quarterback and, and their offense. But our defense has been really stout all season. So this is just, just perplexing as to as to why this happened or how this occurred. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you could kind of tell right when the game got started the way the defense performed on that first drive, and then as you said, when when Bass missed the field goal, 
it was just like, uh oh, this this is not good. Um, I mean, it, it to me it immediately kind of threw me back to you know how he performed in in twenty seventeen and in twenty sixteen um, under the former coach. But it, you know, it, I guess we had played so well that it was just a shock to us. Um, uh, it's I like I said, it's just it was just bad all the way around, as I said earlier, and you know. Hopefully this is this will be it. This hopefully is not not a continuing thing. Otherwise, the last three games are going to look pretty bad. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into in a minute how like possibly this was a blessing in disguise, right? You know, may, maybe this was the best thing uh, that 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 could have happened to us. So we'll we'll get a little bit more into that in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with with the way the defense played, um, you know, we, as an option team, obviously it's hard to to climb out of that hole. You get into the twenty. Uh, to nothing um, deficit there and you know we get some things going and you know it, it you know you get it down to you know 17 points at, uh, at halftime and and you get the ball back at, at uh, in, to begin the second half uh, thinking all right we you know we get things going we march down the field get the touchdown make it a 10-point game new ball game let's go um, that didn't happen. Uh, drive stalled. They get the ball. They march down the field. They score. Uh, you know, we get some turnovers, get the pick six there in the second half, but, you know, too little, too late. Yeah, too little, too late. Um, it just This was just a weird game, right? We had a touchdown in all aspects of, of our of our game and special teams, defense, and, and offense. Um, we won the turnover battle, and we still get blown out by 19 points and just it wasn't close I mean we were smoked on offense and defense and all over the place uh this game I mean I it's just it, it's just baffling as to how bad we played and, and as to why it happened but you could it tef- definitely tell that it it was something from either the top down or coaching staff or their scheme or their plan whatever it was it was just not good and 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 Really, we had no answer for Monroe this week. Yeah, uh, not at all. I mean, like I said, 573 uh, total yards of offense uh, compared to just 216 for us. Uh, We just had 138 on the ground. So the crazy thing about it, Cody, is, uh, you know, once again, we won the turnover battle. Uh, you know, two turnovers to one. Um, we get the interception there uh, to set up the touchdown in the first half, um, to end the first half, and then um, got the pick six there in the second half. So, uh, you know, that uh, that turnover margin uh, increases to uh, plus 20 on the year. I'm still leading the nation in that category. But, uh, you know, and, and also dominated time of possession, uh, 33 minutes. Um, but, you know, they, it, it didn't really matter in this game. No. It didn't because their defense couldn't stop anything. And, I mean, I was just amazed by how it just seemed like they could just hit that big play on cue, it seemed like, almost every drive and just march right down the field and just score with ease. And when they can do that, time of possession doesn't really mean a damn thing when they're putting up touchdowns in two minutes. So, I mean, like, hopefully we'll get back to Statesboro and refocus and get ready for Troy because – this Troy game is going to be tough as hell. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's a good segue to talk about, you know, so you mentioned um, it was actually off the air. I think it was uh, after we stopped recording um, the last episode previewing this ULM game that 
if we were going to drop a game in these last four games against ULM, Troy, Coastal, and Georgia State, that this ULM game would be the game to drop. Um, it was a team in the West Division. Um, you know, we've got uh, not just the, the East title to worry about, but, uh, you know, some some other thing you know other factors in play uh with not just Troy being a huge game but uh Coastal and Georgia State obviously the rivalry with Georgia State um you know dropping uh three straight games to them got to win that game there in Atlanta uh Coastal lost to them last year want to get revenge there they're also still in play uh you know a, a long shot but still in play for the East Division title uh, uh, you know a, a lot at play there in those final three games so if you were going to drop one of the games this was it and I agreed with that and you know here we are um but I I honestly think it is kind of a blessing in disguise I really do um you know you can call it a reality check if you will you can call it um you know a piece of humble pie whatever um I saw it all over uh, you know social media and we're going to get into the fan base and talking about like the hype and uh you know college game day and the rankings hype and all that in a minute um cuz I don't think that played that much of a factor but uh the the team the team itself for whatever reason um they weren't up for this game uh, they, you know, they were a different team, you know, a different team showed up there in Moreau on Saturday than what we've seen, um, you know, these previous games. So hopefully it, it, it is a reality check. It's a gut check and, uh, they come back and they're hungry and they're focused, um, and they take care of business, uh, go undefeated at Paulson stadium, uh, this year. And then, uh, you know, uh, bring that, um, focus on the road and, and take care of those last two games and get to host, that uh, that uh, Sun Belt Championship game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was this game. It, we kind of talked about it last week, but we were kind of concerned about this game about how um, well Louisiana Monroe has played the last couple of games and just kind of the the big high win that we came off of with uh, against App. I just kind of had that concerning feeling that this this you know may be a game in which we could lose, but. Yeah, I said, you know, if we were going to lose one, this would be the one to lose. Um, because if we beat Troy, then we have to head-to-head against Troy and App. And, you know, then we have Coastal and, and, and Georgia State that, that we need to beat. And then if we just if we can just wrap up those three games, then, then we would easily still have the championship game should be at our place. And then, you know, uh, if we take care of business, then, then we'll still have a, a really, really special, special season, uh, to say the least, for Chad Lynch for his first year. But as far as, like you said, the blessing in disguise, um, I don't ever really think of a loss as a blessing just because I hate losing. But if it can serve as some sort of a lesson to these players and this coaching staff that, hey, we need to do a better job of preparing for the next game or, or the rest of the season or however that is that they want to look at it and use it as motivation, then great. Um, you can't change the past. You can't go back and, and, and win that Monroe game. Um, but at least learn from it and, and move forward. Um, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't like to see it. I don't like the blessing, but at least take what, take what you have now, learn from it, get better and, um, come out a lot better against Troy because if you don't, the way Troy's been playing in their defense, it'll be the same result. Yeah, we'll we'll preview that Troy game coming up, but yeah, I mean, no, no one wants to lose obviously. And, and, you know, it, Everyone in Eagle Nation, you know, had had dreams of uh, you know winning out and hosting that first ever Sun Belt Championship game. 
um, you know, be in uh, 12 and one, uh, you know, finishing the regular season, 11 and one, um, winning the Sunbelt conference championship game, being 12 and one, winning the bowl game, maybe in 13 and one. Um, we all, we were, we're all there. All right. Uh, we we're all thinking that the reality is, you know, the, the probability of that, um, especially after coming off of a two and 10 season, you know, wasn't very likely we were, you know, eventually something was going to happen. One of these games, we certainly didn't think that it was going to come against ULM, certainly not the way it did. Right. We didn't think it was going to be, um, you know, this drastic, maybe we, we drop a close one on the road to coastal or, or drop a close one to, um, a Troy or even ULM, but, but certainly not get dominated on all three phases like we did. Um, but you know, the, the hope of, um, an access bowl and things like that. We, we kind of touched on that, that we were a long shot for that, where, um, if, if all the cards fell right and we end up 12 and one, maybe that's there, but you know, now that's obviously out the window. Um, the team can kind of just hone in and focus on, uh, as, as coach Lonsford says, what's important now. And, and that's Troy and that will be coastal and that will be Georgia State, and then hopefully it will be the Sun, uh, Sun Belt Conference, uh, you know, the, the best of the West. So, you know, maybe maybe blessing isn't the right word, but, I, you know, if, if it was going to happen, it uh, I, I think that it was good that it happened now, um, and, you know, hopefully it just it, it, it keeps the team focused and uh, get, gets them hungry again. Yeah, I mean, the, the best that we can hope for now is that they come out um, hungry, you know, willing to, to, to make a statement, but not just a statement against Troy, but a statement for the rest of the season and, and finish this season strong. I mean, it, it it would be really disappointing if we start off as, as well as we've had, which I think is the best start to a season since 2015. And we really just, you know, blow it these last three games, last four games, and, you know, only – win one or, or um, you know, win two and don't make it to the championship game. I mean, we're, we are where we want to be, even after the loss with Monroe, we are still where we want to be at to win the championship game and to get into a really good bowl game and, and still put ourselves in a position to have a really, really good season. Um, but it's going to take uh, focus. It's going to take uh, better preparation from the coaching staff and players and to be able to come out and actually finish this season as well as what as well as we played uh, through the first eight games. Yeah. So now let's uh, turn to the fan base. You know, I, I talked about that um, of just kind of you know I I saw a lot of talk on uh, Twitter and Facebook um, about all the hype, you know, surrounding this team and how kind of Eagle nation almost, I mean, there, there was people that, that literally said that, that blamed the fan base for this loss that, you know, the, obviously there was the rumor of college game day, uh, potentially coming to Statesboro for the Troy game. Um, you know, there was a, a article that was released by HeroSports.com um, saying that we were one of the, Schools in the running for that, you know, whether or not uh, that, you know, that hasn't been verified, um, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it, it seemed like if we got out of this ULM game with a with a win, that maybe that would be a possibility. That yeah, we, Matt. Yep, yeah, Matt, you're right that that article caused that 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 uh, 
deep pass that ended for a touchdown on the second drive. Exactly. So you're, so you're exactly right that that article is the reason why they were able to to, to score that touchdown. Um, yep. And and I think the rumor about college game day was was the reason that uh, they scored that first touchdown. And then I think the top 25 ranking was the reason why we stalled um, to open up the second half and, and to give that, that touchdown to them and, and put the game out of reach. Yeah, so, so they're it, really correct in all that. Yeah. Well, yep. well, and in, in the all all the comments too in the in the private Facebook group too, right, Cody? All all the comments in the private Facebook group was the reason uh, that you know we we couldn't come back in the second half there, or um, that that the penalty didn't go our way, or right, all all that. Yeah. The the the, the, the reason that um, all all the talk about. Um, Tyler Bass, uh, you know, on in that private Facebook group of uh, vote for Tyler Bass and uh, in, in a vote that ultimately doesn't matter. That's just a fan vote that ultimately has nothing to do with uh, whether or not he makes it to uh, the final, uh, the, uh, the final round of the Lou Groza Award. All that talk, right, on social media was the reason he missed kicks. That, yep, yep, I, that's, I'm sorry. that's exactly it. It's, it's it's just it's ridiculous it's it's honestly i mean i i know our our fan base blows things out of proportion we've been there i mean we're we're guilty of it too but good lord man i mean it it it, it, it might be the most ridiculous statement i've heard in my time being a georgia southern fan and and it wasn't just from one part i saw it all over social media that 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 somehow the fans were to blame for this loss and all the hype and and you know what look yes do players pay attention to some of it sure they do I mean you know I've tagged players on on Twitter in in, in certain things I, I tagged Tyler Bass on Twitter about you know go vote for him for that thing I'm sure you know obviously he saw that um I've tagged shy words plenty of other people do it they uh, you know reach out to recruits and all this other stuff yes it's out there players pay attention to it they're 18 to 22 year old kids but they also have a job to do and the coaching staff has a job to do and it's their job to keep the players focused and keep them you know focus on the task at hand and the, the whole the ironic thing about it is that if if they were buying into the hype of being a ranked team and all that then they're going to come out and they're going to win and they're going to prove that they're deserving of being a ranked team and 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 take it to ULM and and not just lay down like they did so it it it, it it's, it's counterintuitive to what what actually happened um you know and I just I, I just don't buy into it at all. I mean, the fans they're not they're not in team meeting rooms. Uh, they're not at practice. Uh, the, you know, Cody, there's a reason I'm not uh, out there in the secondary. There's a reason you're not in the backfield. Um, you know, on offense. Uh, you know, it's it's a reason we're behind mics uh, doing a podcast. You know, we're fans, and the rest of Eagle Nation. You know, they're they're fans, and they don't dictate. <laughs> whether or not the team wins or loses. No, no. If that was the case, then Alabama would win no championships and Georgia would have been nowhere near the championship game last year um, because if, if it was all because if, if your team has to be good, then it means your fans have to be quiet and they can't say anything about how good you are. They can't say anything about how you should be ranked or shouldn't be ranked or to have that discussion or you shouldn't be able to have college game day in your town or in your college campus then none of those teams would be any good at all. And that's ludicrous. That That's absolutely not how 
that works at all. The, the, the simple reason is that our team was not prepared going into this game for whatever reason it is, but it's not because the fan base started talking about should we or should we not be ranked 25 or, or at least in the top 25 or between 20 to 25. It's not that. It, and look, those who made that argument were valid in their points. When you go 7-1, and one, when your only loss is to Clemson, who looks just about as unbeatable as Alabama at this point, and you actually competed with them for three and a half quarters, and, and you have a top 25 victory uh, through eight games, yes, yes, you have arguments to make as to why you should be in the top 25, and, 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 they're, and they're not wrong. It just kind of depends on what other teams are doing at that point in the season, if you are or not. I don't understand how that contributes to this loss. It's, it, it doesn't. It, it, it's ludicrous. The thing is, is that we just did not come out ready for this game. Monroe was. You could tell they had a bye week in preparation for the option offense. You could tell their offense is getting in a groove to where they can rack up points. They have played their best ball the last three games. This is not a team that, if they have on their schedule left to play, that I would want to play right now. They're playing really well. Now, they have kind of been streaky throughout this season. They won their first two, lost the next four, have won the last three. They may go back on a losing streak next three. Who knows? But at this point, they're playing really good football, and they're very talented on both sides of the ball. Everybody said that if this team wakes up on defense, they will be a very tough team to beat. Well, guess what? At least for this game, they woke up on defense, and they were a very tough team to beat. It just has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about or any of the things that the other fans have talked about, about game day, top 25, any of that crap. It has nothing to do with that. We were not prepared to play this game. That starts with the coaches. Mentally on the field, we seemed out of it. That's with each and every one of those players, and we get our butts handed to us, and that's what happens. Now, let's move on. Let's not make those same mistakes, and let's take care of business for the rest of the year, and we'll be in pretty damn good shape to have a lot to celebrate when bowl season comes around. You know, we, we, we've we talked about, we've kind of touched on it in, in previous episodes of, you know, how this team plays on the road, and, and they, they haven't been that impressive on the road. I mean, let, let's call it for how it is. Um, you know, under under Lunsford, um, even dating back to last season, you know, you had uh, you know, the good game against Lafayette. Um, you lose uh, the season finale against Coastal. Um, you know, the games on the road this year, Clemson, obviously, you know, no surprise there. Like you said, hung with them. Uh, honestly, you could almost argue uh, that that was you know, one of our best road games, honestly, and it was a loss. You know, we, we uh, obviously played really poorly against uh, Texas State. Uh, defense kept us in that and won that game, um, you know, and, and uh, started really bad against New Mexico State and, you know, uh, ended up just outscoring them. But, you know, obviously those two, you know, this ULM team is a much better team than Texas State and New Mexico State. Um, so, you know, we we thought that this could be the case. We, again, certainly didn't think that it was going to be this bad. Um, but with two weeks to prepare for the option offense, that's never a good uh, recipe. And then the big eye-opener for me is, is how not just how well – 
their defense was ready um, for our option offense, but how well their offense was ready for our defense. And, you know, they they showed a lot of RPO, run-pass option, uh, which we haven't seen a lot this year, right? Uh, you know, it, it was something that we saw some from Clemson uh, worked well against us there. Um, but, again, that's Clemson. Um, but the, the ULM did their homework. I mean, we were out-coached and out-played in this game, plain and simple. Um, they, they knew, you know, that those, those slant, those quick slant routes that we weren't going to have that cover. We played cover two most of the game, um, especially in the first half. Uh, there wasn't as much adjustments, at least from, from, from my eye, uh, from, from what we've done, uh, you know, all season, especially on defense, uh, there in the second half, um, cause they, they kept kind of exploiting us and, uh, and, and then same, um, with, uh, with us on offense and them on defense, you know, they uh, played the option really well, just all game uh, came in with a game plan, executed it um, and, uh, and, and just stuffed us. Yeah. I mean, they did. And to, to go back to your point about Lunsford. Yeah, you're right. When it comes to road games, it does not seem like we are the same team or that we play up to the same level that we see when we play at home. We've won um, the one game last year and we were, I think one in three on the road. Uh, last year under him, and then uh, we played. Let's see, Clemson, Texas State, New Mexico. So we've we're what two and two on the road so far. So we're like three and six, three and seven, something like that on the road um, under Lunsford. Um, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of the season when we play Coastal and, and Georgia State on the road. But if we lose either one of those games, or if we look bad in both those games and still get victories, then we're going to have to really kind of question or start to to ask ourselves what does Lunsford and his staff do differently to prepare for road games than they do for home games because they're a Jekyll and high team when when you're on the road compared to when you're at home and you know maybe the part of it is is that he's still you know this is still really his first season as a head coach I think some of us may forget that due to the time that he's been around the program for so long it's still a really young team too yeah, still a really young team, and, and, and you know this is still his first season. He's still trying to figure things out as a head coach. He has not been a head coach at any level in football. Um, so this is still new to him, and, and he still has learning things, I'm sure, and, and, and trying to improve each and every week just like his players are. But there's obviously something going on between on these road games uh, because we just have not seen the the same res, you know the, the same output or the same results that we see when we're at home we're just a, a different team so Cody I guess uh, from there let's let's try to look ahead now to um, to this Troy matchup uh, obviously biggest game of the season you know it uh, still uh, in the driver's seat uh, you know control our own destiny uh, with um, the East title. So we, we've got the tiebreaker over App State already. Um, App State plays Troy to, to end the year. So, uh, you know, one of those teams is going to get a conference loss um, there. Uh, if, if we take care of business and beat Troy, uh, and then obviously uh, take care of business against Coastal and uh, Georgia State, own the tiebreaker over uh, both Troy and App, uh, we're in. So, you know, huge, huge game um, at home, uh, trying to stay undefeated in Paulson Stadium. Um, just uh, how do you uh, how do you see this matchup against Troy? Yeah, Matt, this this, this Troy team is going to be really, really tough. This is this is um, going to be a very, very 
difficult game to win. Uh, their defense is stout. They, so far, ever since their uh, starting quarterback went out early in the season, their backup quarterback has seemed to at least score points uh, or enough points for them to win. Um, he's done a pretty good job so far this season outside of the Liberty game, which was a fluke game. They always seem to have a fluke game going back to at least 2016 when they lost to us under Summer's first year. Um, and then they lost to South Alabama last year in a game that they shouldn't have lost. Um, but they, um, they, they lost the Liberty game. Uh, they'll be ready to play us. Um, they typically seem to score a lot in the first half and then just kind of rely on their defense to get them the rest of the way. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. It, this is not a game for us to start off slow, and if it is, we'll get behind the eight ball again, and it'll be a tough game to win. So, you know, after our performance last game, which, again, is just so odd for us to have, um, to me this game looks to be a lot tougher and a lot closer than what I would have said it would have been two, three weeks ago. Yeah, so, I mean, talking about uh, that quarterback situation, you know, they lost Caleb Barker for the season. But uh, Sawyer Smith uh, comes in, you know, he's uh, 62 for 97 for 823 yards. Uh, his best game um, coming against, uh, in, in their last game against Louisiana Lafayette, 18 for 22, 317 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, this, uh, you know, he, he, he can sling it around. And uh, he's... Uh, I think that was the first time he even broke uh, 200 yards and then broke the the 300 yard mark. So um, he he's definitely coming around, getting more confidence. Um, and their defense has always been good. Uh, you know, every every year uh, Troy uh, brings it on defense. Um, so you know you you can bet that they're going to be ready to play. Um, you know, and, and and ready to play the option. Uh, certainly uh, don't have as much time to prepare for it than uh, what ULM had. Uh, which certainly plays in our favor, but um, still, they're they you know they always play as tough, um, and uh, you know they're 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 gonna come play. Yeah, they're, they're definitely gonna come play, and you know we'll see what happens. Um, am I hopeful that we win? Yeah, I am. Do I think that last week was a fluke? I do. Um, I think the coaching staff will have our team prepared, and we'll definitely come out with a much better showing than what we did against Monroe. So on, on defense, Cody, I mean, how how do you think? How how do we attack? Um, this this Troy offense I mean you know with uh you know hopefully they come out hungry and and after you know frankly getting embarrassed against ULM um you know giving up you know some big plays there especially the secondary which has been you know highly touted um you know we've said all year long that we think they're the best in the Sun Belt um you know I I don't think that's changed uh yes they've they they had a really bad game but you know you know a lot of that was kind of blown coverages and, and things like that and, and lack of adjustments. So um, how, how do you think this defense responds, hopefully, against Troy? Uh, with a chip on their shoulder. Um, it's what they, how they need to respond, and they need to come out with something to prove. Um, and like I said, it, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't need to just be for the Troy game. It needs to be for the rest of the games here on out, the end of the season, because they're a lot better than what they showed against Monroe. And it was a game that, quite frankly, was – just just bad I mean I can't there's not enough words to describe it just how bad that game was last week so just they need to come out with something to prove but it just not it doesn't need to just be against Troy it needs to be against Coastal Georgia State who we play in the championship or championship game and then who we play in the bowl game yeah and then and then on offense I mean you know the thing uh, and, and we kind of touched on it but you know the thing with uh that ULM game was that 
you know, the, the offense was kind of clicking, you know, when we were doing what we wanted to do, you know, after they come down and get that first score, um, you know, we, we drove down and, uh, you know, then they stalled and uh, we uh, Bass missed that first uh, field goal of the year. But, uh, you know, we were moving the ball on them. Uh, but, you know, the, the defense gave up uh, so many big plays so quickly that we just got in that hole where, you know, that's going to throw any team, especially an option team, off their game where they can't really respond. So what does this offense have to do? You know, what what do you kind of want to see out of this offense to, uh, you know, just kind of right the ship and, and, and get things going and hopefully kind of just run run our game and, um, you know, control this game from start to finish? Uh, we, we, need to, we need to come out um... – and, and really kind of score and kind of control this game off the bat. I mean, we don't need to put ourselves in a hole. We don't need to, I don't want to say, waste the first two or three drives to see what Troy's defense is going to do. We need to kind of figure out a game plan to um, to, to score and, and, and to really kind of jump out on top of them and put the pressure on them to uh, to keep up with us. So hopefully, you know, that's how they respond and, and we'll, we'll kind of, jump on them real quick and, and, and take a take a quick lead and, and then just kind of build from there and and rock it all the way to a, to a W and, and a com- commanding lead and control of the Sun Belt East. So before we get into predictions, Cody, uh, you said, uh, you know, before we recorded this, that there was a parallel that you saw uh, between our only two losses of uh, of the season so far, uh, that being it's, Clemson it's and not, ULM, it's not a parallel, Matt. It is the reason why we lost. And and and, and let's hear this it, Cody. week, and and against Clemson. So, it, 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 I don't know if he listens to us. If he does, fantastic. If he doesn't, hopefully, somebody who listens to us can can get this out to Alan Tyson, um, who does a phenomenal job of his pre. Um, pre-little internet clips, pre-game internet clips that he does for uh, Georgia Southern football. Um, I think most of the fan base knows about them and have watched them, and uh, they're always entertaining. They're always great. Um, but in our two losses, his pre, uh, pre-game pre show um, has featured a character in each of those um, shows uh, called The Doctor, or The Doc, as he calls it, and we've lost both games. So just please, Alan Tyson, do not bring the doc into any more of your shows or any more of the episodes coming up or previews of, of the rest of the season. Just put him away. We don't need to see him anymore. Um, and we should win the rest of the games, Matt. It's as simple as that. So I said earlier that the fan base uh, blaming the fans for losing that ULM game was the most ridiculous thing I've heard as a Georgia Southern fan. I stand corrected. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard as a Georgia Southern fan. Um, <laughs> that a guy doing internet clips, uh, playing a character on YouTube is the reason. Um, but uh, it is. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's the it's it's the only explanation, Matt. It, just just live with it. It must be. And, yeah. Yep. So if you know him, if he listens. Just retire it and just don't bring it back to the rest of the season. And like I said, we'll we'll end the season twelve and two, and and ranked in the top twenty five. Yeah, I, I I really do enjoy those 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 clips. I've watched them for years, so hopefully he he, he keeps doing them. But uh, for for Cody's sake, uh, Tyson, let's let's retire the Doc character. Um, let's let's get into predictions, Cody. 
um, with this game, like you said, uh, you know, maybe this ULM loss uh, put some things in per, uh, into perspective and uh, maybe maybe changed our outlook of, of you know, how we kind of see this game going. Um, but, you know, as as I said earlier, I think I think this is going to be a wake up call. Like I, I think, you know, the, the, the team was possibly looking ahead, um, which can happen. Uh, you know, with with this game sandwich in between the the half state game and uh, but you know, I I think now they're going to be even more focused if that's possible. You know, to kind of just rebound from this loss. So uh, let's let's start with your prediction. I think that there's going to be a sense of urgency the rest of the season, especially with this game. And uh, I think we come out and we and we show you know. I think we win this game, and, and I think it's close, but I think we actually may beat them a little bit more than what most people expect. I think we kind of jump out on them and, and really kind of put it to them and kind of put them in a hole. Like I said, they seem to they like to seem to put a hole, like most of their points up in the first half. I think we prevent them from doing that, and I think we just kind of take control um, in the third quarter, and we kind of put it away. So, you know, I would not be too surprised if it ends up being something along the lines of 31 to, to 13 or something like that. So we, we talked a lot about the fans, uh, you know, in, in, in this episode and, uh, you know, how, you know, they were kind of being overdramatic about, you know, this this ULM loss and, and, and who's to blame for that. I, I think, ironically, that it's going to be the fans that are going to matter with this game because it's a home game. Um, Eagle Nation is going to need to turn out. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've we've talked about kind of all season with all the home games. We haven't mentioned in this episode. Hopefully, this uh, ULM loss doesn't affect the students coming out. You know, it's it's a Saturday game. Uh, there's there's really no re- I mean, they they came out in, in full force uh, for that Thursday night game. Hopefully, uh, you know this this ULM game uh, doesn't. Uh, discourage them um, and they come out hopefully the alumni base comes out uh, even more so than they did in the App State game obviously the Saturday game is easier to get to um, because we've said all season the power of Paulson it is real the team obviously feeds off that energy there was probably what Cody less than 5,000 or probably 3,000 people in Malone Stadium in Monroe um, on Saturday yeah that's what I mean it, it looked it looked pretty it looked pretty sad to be honest and I know there was some talk about like their the the little bit of student section they had the 300 400 or so students they may have had there of how they were kind of you know standing uh, in front of the bleachers and uh, right next to the railing and throwing stuff at our players and all that um, you know, we, we know we, we can do that stuff too. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of fans were kind of complaining about that and maybe that got in our players' heads or whatnot. Um, we, we've never really played well against, uh, small crowds, but we're, we're back in the comfort of Paulson stadium and the team feeds off the energy. So I think that will play a role. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's where the fans actually, it's not the talk on Twitter. It's not the talk on Facebook. It's, it's the energy in Paulson stadium. That's what the players buy into right so i i think that will make a big difference i think we pull out this game regardless i think if it's a a full house in a rocking crowd um you know same type of energy we had for app state i think we win fairly easily um you know I, I, like like you said i think it's it's closer in the first half when we pull away yeah i i think like 34 
17, 34, 21, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think the players come back focused, uh, refocused and, and get this win and then, and then move on and hopefully respond better on the road in the final two games of the year. And then, uh, you know, get, get that seventh home game, um, at, at Paulson stadium and, uh, hosting the first ever Sunbelt conference championship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, man, that would be, that would be so awesome if, if we actually did host that championship game, not only for the reason for it to be in the first uh, of this, in this conference, but just to add on top of it, this, you know, from the season we had last year, um, and it would it would just it would just be just a, a a great thing to have for our university and for their fan base and for the community, but it would certainly really highlight just how well this coaching staff has done from Lunsford to the best and Sloan to all of the assistants to all the people behind the scenes that, that gets no recognition at all for what they do with our football program. Um, it would just be just a great way just as you know for them to really kind of hang their hats on and say wow we really accomplished this that we're really hosting this game and then of course you know how much greater would it be for us to even win it and and to, and to hold that title um high and, and proud like we did in 2014 yeah absolutely so uh huge game and hopefully we uh you know we recap that with with a win and uh you know we're previewing a a coastal game at uh eight and two on the season and uh you know hopefully getting some uh some revenge against the chanticleers uh so for cody i'm matt thanks as always for listening uh you've been listening to gotta talk and uh we'll pick this thing up uh next week hopefully after a win cody hail southern matt hail southern thank you for listening to gotta talk be sure to visit our website, gatatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gatatalk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Uh-huh.